0: Welcome to another episode of the Startup SAC Podcast, where we do interviews with uh, startup founders and innovators in the Sacramento region. And today in the studio, and we're at uh, the studio of Trifecta Systems, shout out to them for letting us use the place, Um, I've got in the studio today Nikki Peterson, who is the first... uh, non founder that I've interviewed so but she's a key player in the innovation ecosystem here so Nikki welcome and why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what your job is and what your role
1: is great thank you for having me Jeff it's great to be here Uh, so Nikki Peterson I'm the senior program manager at the UC Davis Institute for Innovation and Entrepreneurship the um, official title is the Mike and Renee Child Institute they are both alum of UC Davis about four years ago, came back to um, take a look at the work we do and offered us an endowment to uh, found our institute and actually um, raise our profile in the local community. And uh, so I've been with the institute for about six years now. We've been a formal uh, entity on campus for 10 years officially, founded by uh, Professor uh, Dr. Andrew Hargadon and he was originally a Stanford grad and worked at Apple as an engineer for many years and then from there decided to bring his his PhD work up to UC Davis and do his research primarily on the nexus of innovation and entrepreneurship and how that relates specifically to the network and how the network actually is the innovation. And so um, starting with that premise, he developed a a whole series of curriculum and programs around that.
0: Was that originally part of the Business School or Graduate Business School or was it its own thing?
1: Or? It was its own thing. So uh, on the UC Davis campus they have what they call Centers of Excellence. Uh, the Energy Efficiency Center is is known as one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Lighting Technology Center as well. Ours was uh, formulated originally as the Center for Entrepreneurship. And so uh, since then we've expanded. We're housed in the Graduate School of Management since Professor Hargadon teaches there. Mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, it really, uh, this idea came to him uh, about 13 years ago. He had some scientists and engineering students come to him and say, hey, you know, we have, we have amazing science background, but we want some of the business, uh, right. you know, the, the, the business behind that. Um, so can we, can we take some courses at the graduate school? Mm-hmm. The way an MBA classes are is set up, you're not able to just jump in and, and, and piecemeal it. You actually have to enroll in the entire program. Right. So uh, what that developed from there was our Business Development Fellows Program. That was our pilot program. We worked out a policy with the Graduate School to bring in a cohort of nine scientists and engineers each year. They're able to take five courses at the Graduate School. It's actually a certificate course. And they, um, they get credit on their transcripts for the, for the work that they do. And that. From that uh, came all the different programs that we teach now, Mm -hmm. because we saw what a huge need it was, and they're extremely marketable once they get out into industry. Uh, Should they not want to be in the labs forever or become a professor, this gives them some skills to get out into the real world with.
0: And I would expect it also uh, prepares them for entrepreneurship. I mean, a lot of these scientists I mean, there's some great research and science going on at UC Davis or your powerhouse in so many things. But like you said, the scientists don't have a business degree, and they know how to know how to monetize this great new uh, discovery that they've developed or created. So that's what you guys do at the Innovation Center.
1: We do. So our tagline officially is, out of the lab, out into the world. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, all these technologies that these researchers, some of them working on for a decade or more, the technology is extremely valid. But is there a a way to apply that technology out in the real world? And if so, what's the best way to, to translate that out there? Uh, there's a lot of different ways we go about doing that because of, of the background uh, mm-hmm. of our participants. But uh, so it, starting up a company is one way, licensing their technology, right. uh, selling their technology to an existing company. We look at all the different pathways that may be available for them depending on their technology and help them walk them through those steps. So that is that, that kind of a prepared.
0: customized um, menu that you can feed each one, or is there a, a set number of courses? How how's the program work?
1: So from there, uh, we, we do these three-day boot camps, and they're our, our entrepreneurship academies. They're kind of our core competency. We offer them uh, six to seven times per year, depending on our audience. And some of them are focused on specific industries. Like you have an Ag one. So in February, yes, we do the Food and Ag um, Innovation Technology um, Entrepreneurship Academy. And that one, we have scientists and engineers come in, and they have technology specifically related to those industries. The framework for each of our uh, academies remains the same, so the, the, um, the academics behind it and the curriculum are, are set, mm-hmm. but we bring in guest speakers and mentors from specific industries to, to tailor what we're teaching. Uh, in July we do a Biomedical and Engineering um, Entrepreneurship Academy, and those are specifically for Vet Med, School of Medicine students, mm-hmm. College of Biological Sciences we do an open academy in September so we'll take any business idea from basically any realm for that and then from there we're starting to spin out into places like the National Labs we do custom academies for the National Labs now and uh, we're just this year launching one with the Central Valley
0: okay so these programs you were just talking about the Entrepreneurship Academies I think correct me if I'm wrong they're, they're focused on UC Davis students and, and maybe alumni also but you've got another program UC Davis Big Bang which initially was focused on you had to be UC Davis uh, student or grad but you've opened that up to the public um, talk about that a little bit what has well what's the history of that uh-huh. and what's what's involved in that and, and then talk about maybe how that what the effect you've seen opening that up to the whole community
1: okay um, well and actually just to, uh, just to clarify a little bit our entrepreneurship academies are they, we tend to have mostly enrollment from UC Davis but those are also okay, public public large yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so we, we serve um, worldwide actually with those awesome. academies yeah but the Big Bang was started 17 years ago wow. uh, was hosted originally or, or managed originally by um, the GSM students the Graduate school of management mm-hmm. students and about four years ago our Dean asked us to bring the program in-house kind of professionalize the program, and line the workshops that we teach twice a month up more closely with the curriculum that we teach in our entrepreneurship academies. That, that program and, and that recipe um, is so effective that we really wanted to try to replicate that across the board for all of the programs that are offered. So uh, the big bang this year, we um, received some grant money in conjunction with uh, Fresno State and UC Merced. And it was really to uh, design, our component of this is to open our business program, our business competition to the public and then try to connect the dots all down the Central Valley and, and really start to get some of the ag innovations out into, into what we're doing.
0: So what goes on in the, in the UC Davis Big Bang competition? It's, a, it's, a competi- it's like a business plan competition, right? Yes. So from application to an answer to winners, what's, what do they go through?
1: So it kicks off every October, uh, we, do a, we do a really um, high profile kind of um, celebratory event to kick off the competition. We usually have a pretty high profile keynote speaker come through. We show some of the winners from the prior years so you can see what, what the ultimate uh, product is supposed to look like. And we, we offer that to the, to the public to come in and uh, do some networking and, and to see what we do. From there, um, the workshops that we teach are primarily about twice a month. It's a two-hour workshop. Those are also free and open to the public. Okay. You don't have to enter the competition to attend the workshops. So what kind of, what's the
0: topic of the workshops?
1: So the workshops are designed to bring the teams from start to finish. So uh, one of the, the primary ones is building your team. Okay. So you might have this business idea. Well, who do you need around you okay. to really make that effective? What skill sets don't you have that mm-hmm. you need to kind of add to your team? Um, validating your business idea in general. So you have this, you have this idea. What business model makes the most sense for you and, and, and how would you go about applying that and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, who's your market? Who's your actual customer? Is someone going to pay you for your idea? And if so, how do you best reach them and, and which segment do you, do you um, follow up with first? Uh, from there, we also teach um, uh, legal sessions mm-hmm. so you can get a feel for how you would incorporate your business. If you need intellectual property coverage, how you, how you would go about doing that. Uh, DLA Piper, which is one of the main law firms right. in the area, they come in and do private office hours with our awesome. competition um, participants about halfway through the, through the competition. So, in January is when your first, your first deliverables are due, basically, and we ask you to form your team and to write up a, a one-page executive summary and kind of just say who you are, what you're planning on doing, and kind and mm-hmm. of start there. Uh, the second elimination round is usually mid-April, and that's where they, they give more in-depth information, uh, kind of a streamlined business plan, so we no longer do the archaic 40-page plan. Right. We streamline it down to about 10 to 15 pages. We offer a lot of templates and guidance along the way so they know exactly what uh, should be included in these documents and kind of and, and how to formulate those. Okay. Uh, that We also ask them to do 20 customer calls, get some real-life feedback from someone who would be a potential customer, write up a summary of that, do a two-minute video pitch with your team, and um, submit those. From there, the, the uh, top 15 teams go to round three, where they actually put together a slide deck. They pitch in, in front of a panel of live judges, mm-hmm. and that's where the winners are chosen so uh this year we had almost 60 teams registered 60 Mm -hmm.
0: from the initial teams 60 and then it went down. and then it
1: windows down so we're in the middle of the eliminations for round two so the top 15 will be announced next and they'll go to round three so
0: in the that would be the round three would be the pitches in front of the judges in front of the judges when is that going to be
1: and so that happens um early may May. and then our awards ceremony is may 25th that's open to the public it's a huge awards event and it's, it's really, it's, it's very festive. We usually have about 200 people show up. We have um, Einar Knudsen, he's a partner with AGR Partners. Okay. He's our keynote um, speaker this year. And he's also, his company is um, hosting a special prize track okay. for ag innovation. Okay,
0: so um, any uh, founders out there hearing this, watching this, listening to this now, their next chance to enter the Big Bang competition will be next October, is that right? That's correct. Okay, so. And uh, where do people go to to, fi- to find that UCDavis.com or .edu? I assume um, is there an innovation center uh, website uh, landing page it So it's right?
1: yes, it's entrepreneurship at UCDavis.edu. Okay, okay.
0: So mm-hmm. anybody interested in <clears throat> next year, excuse me, uh, be sure to check that out. Um, okay.
1: And actually, to add to that, I would encourage you to come to the awards ceremony because we have the top five teams actually give live pitches. We do a People's Choice Award. We give out over $60,000 in the big checks. Wow. Uh, so it's a, it's a really fun and it's interactive. It gives you a chance to take a look at what the competition entails mm-hmm. and then it prepares you to actually launch successfully in October. So what
0: are, what are some examples of some of the teams that are, have been through it previously or are going through it now? Uh, give some examples maybe.
1: Uh, We kind of have uh, across the board a whole a a whole uh, gamut of things, but uh, biomedical and technologies are really um, popular for the UC Davis (coughs) crowd. We have um, we have some ag tech innovations. We've also had some really simple, uh, just not simple, but apps just uh, your your kind of -of Mm run-of-the-mill apps that um, people have been really successful with. And uh, there's uh, I had a gal win a couple years ago with um, a, a vending machine for baby products. That she would put it like a sports arena. You know, huh. what do you do when you're out of diapers? Well, right? uh-huh. here's a vending machine that uh-huh. you can you can work that way. So, really, what the judges look at it's not it may not be a particular um, technology or um, the idea itself. They look at the team. They look at how well they're they're um, able to execute. And if they were given the ten thousand dollar winning check, would they actually take that money and translate it into a real business? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the first place winner a couple years ago, Ben Wang. He's with NEVAP Incorporated, and his was a medical device, an endotracheal tube, medical okay. device. And uh, he was a medical doctor who saw a flaw in this device that could be easily remedied, um, and it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't cost a whole lot. But trying to get that absorbed into the medical system, is uh, it, there's a lot of venture you know, barriers to entry with that. So he won the $10,000, and that's really not a lot of money to start a medical right. device company. But because of the of the uh, notoriety he got and the networking connections he made during that time, he leveraged that for uh, a million and a half, awesome. about three m- months later, and now he's starting to implement his uh, device into the UC system.
0: I think there weren't there some, you were at Kings pitch con, does uh, yes. weren't you PitchCon, uh, weren't there some teams pitching there that were, came from UCA's program?
1: Yes, we, um, let's see, you know, last year we had Barobo okay. and he's got he's got educational robots for K through 12 okay. that are easily programmable and they advance along with the child as they wow. get, get better at coding oh, and so um, they, they're able to add extra kits and, and, and components to that to really get them interested in the STEM education, science, technology, engineering, mm-hmm. math. Um, Vivita Technologies was another team of oh, uh, Maylene. Uh, Yes, Maylene Wong. Uh-huh. So uh, women doctors, which is awesome to see when, when, they, when we get a strong team of women out there to really help inspire, um, but they came up with a way to create scaffolding out of cellular tissue rather than metal or plastic for heart valve transplants mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. So um, And those kinds of technologies, it takes a while to see them actually sure. come. Come forward because they have to go through all the FDA testings and things like that. But we have been really, um, really fortunate that our UC Davis teams perform well in these in these competitions just around the region, and it's a good way to get. So the alums
0: of this program, do do they is there a network that they stay in touch with each other? With when they go through the cohort from say this year, or I know a lot of accelerators, the cohorts get very tight, and their network is their most important. Asset is that the it same
1: is. thing there? A lot of it is, yes. And, and you know, we encourage them to keep in, in touch, and sometimes it can be difficult to do when life takes over and people kind of splinter and go different ways. But um, it's, that's, that's really key for, for helping them move their ideas forward. So, uh, for instance, if I, if I have a team that goes through, say, an entrepreneurship academy. We On days two and three, we bring in mentors to work one one on one with our, with our participants, listen to their elevator pitch, give them some ideas and feedback on, on, their, on their slide deck template or what have you um, and then after the academy they're given all the contact information for those 60 to 80 mm-hmm. mentors that came through the mm-hmm. academy and that 's a really good basis for them to start their, start their networking foundation with and I've, I've uh, that the ones who do stay connected to the network are the ones who, who go forward and actually are successful. So there's a really, there's a really a uh, strong correlation.
0: So what, um, you know, there's a lot of change and evol- evolution that's happened with these programs over the years it sounds like. What's, what's coming in the years to come for, for uh, your institute?
1: So our institute is effectively uh, doubling in size as far as our team is concerned, um, which also means that our programs are going to be doubling in size most likely. Um, New for us this year is we did our first remote academy um, outside of our region. We went down to Santa Fe, New Mexico Mm -hmm. and did a custom academy for the Sandia National Labs and Los Alamos National Labs. We work with specifically with their scientists. We teach them a the basic framework that the curriculum offers, but we, we tweak it and hone it depending on their, um, their needs. And that was received really well, so it looks like we'll probably be doing several of those around the country, um, and then probably um, looking at going international with, okay. our, with our academies as well.
0: Are you going to be able to have a bigger cohorts for Big Bang?
1: That's the goal. Wow. Yeah. So this year is our pilot, opening it up to the public, uh, and and the lessons we learn, and and the, and the things that we notice this time so around. What <laughs> are those lessons? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Really trying to get the word out. So, you know, having this opportunity is amazing because there's so much that happens on the university campus So we need to
0: do a better part of Startup Snack to get that word out. Yes. Okay, so- Yes, that
1: would be very helpful to let them know that, you know, these resources are here. You don't have to be a UC Davis student or affiliate Mm -hmm. to to take advantage of our our programs. And there's so much that um, we offer that is free and open to the public that it would be really great to have that participation, so.
0: Yeah, glad to do it, because I know you guys are a powerhouse. Uh, I was talking to uh, Mike Hart, I'm sure you know Mike I Hart, do know my heart. Uh, Sierra Energy, and, and you know, he's he's like going on about how awesome the Big Bang competition is, it's just a powerhouse, and he's right when you look at what all the, the uh, you're like the 10th highest uh, university research in, in dollar amount, and yes. it's like, it's crazy How what a powerhouse this is in our region, and not enough people know about it.
1: Right. Well, you know, in Mike Hart, he's a great supporter of our programs. Right. He actually sponsors a Big Bang prize every yeah. year for Sierra Energy. And it's called the Syngas Challenge. So, you know, it's really hard to find those scientists who are or those teams that want to come in and, and, and do a business competition based on synthetic gas. But if anyone's going to do it, it's probably going to be someone from uh-huh. UC yeah, Davis. Yeah. So that's why he, he uh, sponsors.
0: Well, what else can we do in the community to get more hooked into your programs at UC Davis and, and vice versa, get UC Davis students and innovators more involved in the community here there's
1: there's a lot that can be done um on from both sides Mm -hmm. so having participants people who are entrepreneurs aspiring entrepreneurs we uh we talk about scientists and engineers a lot because we 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 tailor to them because Mm -hmm. they were kind of they were the ones on the outside uh so long ago but our programs are really designed for all so you don't have to be a scientist or engineer to to come and participate. So if you're interested in starting a venture and you want to learn some of the basics and get connected to a r- really robust network, then uh, send me an email. Okay. okay. Nd Peterson.
0: Say it again.
1: N D Peterson at Uc
0: That's
1: correct. Um, and then on the other side, the flip side, is is um, our local business community getting involved. Uh, we, we need mentors and coaches. Uh, we're always looking for for speakers, especially female entrepreneurs who want to come in So that the women who go through our programs can really identify with okay I can see her up there on that stage, and she's doing this mm-hmm. and, and I can do that too um, Definitely so um, you know that's always that's always a hole we're looking to Well,
0: Have you heard about 4th Wave? Uh, oh, no. No, fourth, so 4th uh, Wave It initially started out as Elevate Project. It was a program started in um, LA by Nancy Perlman. Um, She applied for a Rails grant here in Sacramento and they got a grant, they got a grant and she along with Tracy uh, Seville, uh, you probably know Tracy, um, they're running the fourth wave vision. It's a female focused accelerator here that's just kicking off. They closed their applications right now but that's going to be a recurring program so Basically, we've got to hook them oh, up We yes, yeah, so I need to
1: get to, in touch with them because okay, that would cool. that would be a really great resource to start pulling yeah. together. You know all the different organizations in this area. What I do love about Sacramento and Davis so much is that our business community is extremely collaborative, mm-hmm. and yes. that's um, that's pretty unique for us. Well, you for know radio. for for anybody. So uh, that's something that I think that we really can can market well is that you know we we will, we all work together to make the pie bigger rather than fighting over right slices. rising pie rising
0: small boats. Um, so, aside from the pitch competition and demo day coming up for a Big Bang, how else, what other things are coming up where normal entrepreneurs and innovators outside of the UC system can get involved with your programs?
1: So, uh, coming up this summer, we have, the, we have the Biomedical and Engineering Entrepreneurship Academy. Um, and that one's a little, a little bit more of a niche. But coming up in September, I would really encourage them to get, to, you know, people to get involved with our UC Entrepreneurship Academy. That's the open topic. I'm taking applications for it now. Uh, usually have a class of about 60, and that's really where you can. It's a, it's a three-day commitment where, you, where you, you learn everything um, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and, and it, and it, and it allows you to decide where you want to position yourself from there without a lot of time commitment and, and investment. Uh, so that's that's probably the best the best value for your time that okay. you can get, and then uh, but the award ceremony uh, May 25th I, I I can't stress that enough. Come and, and get involved there, and then see where you can go. Awesome,
0: that. great to hear. Well, uh, really appreciate all you guys are doing for innovation in the area. Anything else you'd like to share about uh, your programs or, or with the community?
1: I think we I think we covered it pretty okay. well. Thanks, me. Right. Well, yeah. thank you, Nikki. Everybody